2: Monday night is apparently we're gonna be here every Monday night for the uh, well until baseball season that's a few weeks away so I thought Michael we'd uh, we' talk about the infrastructure bill no 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 we're not gonna do that uh-uh. well we might talk about the uh, the Biden agenda going no, forward no no. no no we're not gonna talk about that uh-uh. um, talk a little politics uh-uh. huh we're not gonna talk it's Hancock and Kelly late night uh,
3: yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about everything. Uh, everything but politics. Everything but
2: politics. And we're going to throw the phone line open 314 436 7900. 1 800 925 1120. You can join us uh, for free. It and, costs nothing. Exactly. To join this program. And we got Matt Pajeski over here working the board. He's going to answer the phones. It's amazing uh, the opportunity that lays in front of all of us this evening.
3: Do you remember your first memory of Colin Powell?
2: I do. Um, you know, Colin Powell passed away today at the age of 84, uh, complications from COVID. Now, he was um, immunocompromised. Um, compromised. Yeah. Uh, he had, had undergone cancer treatment, and uh, but I don't think anybody saw this coming, and, and certainly it wasn't reported, at least as I saw in the news. And, you know, a really, truly phenomenal American story, Colin Powell, uh, born in Jamaica, parents came to this country he enlisted in the armed forces had a very decorated career served in Vietnam and went on to a very uh, high level position in the Pentagon you know one of the things there are people working in the Pentagon right now that are working on top secret highly classified things that none of us will ever know and their names that none of us will ever know And yet they're doing a profound service to this country. And Colin Powell was one of them. And he rose from that perch uh, to become chairman of the joint chiefs. He became uh, the national security advisor. He was the secretary of state. He served a number of presidents and uh, really kind of marked out a path as, as someone who hated war, but understood that it was necessary when it was necessary. And, uh, the kind of the kind of military leader that i think the the country uh, should appreciate and hopefully see more of do you remember your first memory of Colin Powell not specifically uh, i remember serving in the hw bush administration and um, he had the he decorated general you know i remember his military uniform with all the stars and bars yeah, and, right. and all the things and then he graduated to the suit and tie, right? And he was actually in St. Louis. I want to say it was two thousand and nine, eight or nine. And it was after he was out of service, and and gave gave uh, some remarks here. A humble man, and a man who acknowledged that he'd made some mistakes. You know, one of them was the whole weapons of mass destruction. Right. Uh, situation in Iraq. And, um, you know, he admitted that he had made some mistakes and had, had done some things that he regretted. But haven't we all? I mean, you know, haven't we all? Done well, that was a big one. That, um, regretted? that was a big one.
3: But having said that, um, uh, my first memory of Colin Powell was the first Gulf War. It was the ah, first time I sure. remember really yes. seeing his presence. Obviously, I was, what, in high school? so we 1991. Were getting, yeah, we just starting to get engaged and be more conscious of what was happening around the world. And here was this African-American man in a, a green suit, uh, you know, a green military right. suit, army yeah. suit. And um he um, uh, was just a cool dude and <laughs> then, uh, you know, followed him throughout. He, he wound up becoming a little bit more political as he got older. Well, he
2: thought about running for president. Right. I mean, there was a real talk about him getting into the presidential fray in 2008 and in 2012, and he declined – both times, and I think you know his his wife was not a public figure, and uh, and I think he made the decision that he did not want to put her through the grind and the gruel of a presidential national campaign, and and in that respect, I you know I regard that highly uh, in a, in a husband, and. And he did that, and I think made ultimately yeah. the right decision.
3: It's interestingly, I I have to tell you this blindsided me this morning when I heard it because me too. I hadn't read anything about him mm-hmm. being. Now I'd understood he had been dealing with some stuff, but nothing, you know.
2: Well, he had he'd undergone cancer treatment, and uh, that had gone on for some time. And I, as I understand it anyway, he was, you know, dealing well with the treatment, and then. He had a breakthrough COVID case, fully vaccinated. He got a breakthrough COVID case, and his immune system was weakened. And um, the rest, you know, it it played out in in the worst possible way.
3: Well, if you're uh, unfamiliar with Hancock and Kelly, we are uh, normally on Friday mornings, uh, sending in for Charlie Brennan, eight thirty to eleven. Mark course and
2: it's a phenomenal program. We also have our television show
3: on Fox Two in St. Louis, eight thirty on Sundays. Yes. And now this will be our regular gig on Monday nights. We're going to have late night with Hancock and Kelly on KMOX.
2: So tonight we're going to, uh, how late are we going tonight, Matt? 11. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock tonight, which is good because Michael Kelly was kind enough to procure some uh, fuel for the evening. We had a little pizza from, where was that from? Bartolino's. A little pizza from Bartolino's. We had a little salad from Bartolino's. Yeah. And uh, the salad, you know, I don't like to talk. Yeah. But it had, uh, it was a Caesar salad. Right. Extra dressing, as mm-hmm. I ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shrimp, as I ordered. Mm-hmm. And they also put chicken on that thing. Ain't it? Amazing. And uh, so, yeah, so we... Uh, we had a nice little meal. I may be falling asleep in prior, the next 35 prior minutes.
3: Prior to being here tonight, we met up for an hour or so, which we'll probably do every week. Yeah. And played we, a little pool together. We, and we did. <laughs> of course, my friend John <laughs> Hancock was successful on the pool table.
2: Well, Michael, you know, it's... Uh, Largely, it's in the wrist and and um, understanding the e- geometry of the well, there pool are, table. There are two
3: things I know about you when it comes to pool. Number yeah. one is that you grew up uh, around a pool hall. Well, You're from Pulaski yeah, County, so yeah. wherever that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had a pool hall in your family, so you would do that. And then the second thing, John, that I, I know about you when it comes to pool is very
2: humble, and understated well, it, about it, it's, your it's hard performances humble, on the. Uh, you know, the sometimes, table. Uh, sometimes in life, it's it's just difficult to find that inner humility when <sighs> the outputs are so phenomenal. I mean, I, well, I that's just, John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. We're with you all night. Oh no! Just feel free to join in with us. Four at 3, three six, 1, 6 4. seven nine hundred one eight hundred nine two five. Michael hey. has come up with a a cornucopia of topics hey that are non-political. A cornucopia of topics.
3: When we come back, I'm going to tell
2: you about somebody I rode on the elevator with today. On the elevator with Michael Kelly. Who would want to miss that? That's next on KMOA.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs Like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three
4: orders while supplies
0: last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
4: Selling a little or a lot.
2: now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. Hey
3: there, it's Hancock and Kelly. Late Night on Monday nights. We'll be with you every Monday night. We'd love for you to join us 314 436 7900 1 800 925 1120.
2: Well, we're here every Monday night until they ask us to stop showing up. So, uh, with that, yeah, having lived through the Mike Schilt uh, time. I think uh, it won't be forever, but it'll be for the next little bit. Jason is joining us. Jason, welcome to X. Gentlemen, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I like this new
5: show and venue and the uh, non-political opportunity to hear you two discourse. So hmm. first-time listener, last-time caller, and <laughs> to talk about some something on my mind. Yeah. So. You know, in higher education, okay, and we're talking a lot about student loan forgiveness. I wish I wouldn't have paid mine off at this point because the gamble's looking good. But who's loaning these kids, uh, let's say, a quarter million dollars for an education all along the line where they know, okay, well – Demographically, when you do get out, if you do become the principal of Wentzville High School, you'll make this much money. Who's signing off on these disclosures? The government, and as the you know, the go- yeah, yeah, we're the government lender. So mm-hmm. the U.S. government as the lender. You, you know, if this was back in the subprime lending days the lender is the criminal, right? So you send some young girl to Barnhardt and she gets a bunch of ideas that she's going to pass along throughout her career, but I'll stay non-political, but you spend a million dollars on a higher education for uh, a $60,000 a year job. Who's signing off on this along the way? Aren't these kids responsible too? And, um, why are we not lending like an 18-year-old or 20-year-old apprentice plumber a quarter million dollars to start a business where there's huge demand right now? Yeah. Um, e- either we should, and I kind of think we should, free market wise. But uh, y- you know,
2: Jason, that's my, uh, we will uh, we will masticate on that excellent point you've just made. Thank you so much. All right, I'm happy. Very to- good. Thanks, yeah. Jay, for the call, Jason. I was happy to talk about this, but what does masticate Talk about, Michael, if you uh,
3: get your Well, source, I,
2: I, so. I gathered that, but... We're going to uh, masticate you know, on it and uh, and talk about
3: it. All right. Um, hey, I've been... I'm with you. I mean, look, what what is the one place in town during the... He talked about the sum prime lending issue. right. In any city you went to when the market crashed, where were they still building stuff? Hospitals and universities. Right. And both of those are not-for-profit educations. And, you know, so many of these kids, I just can't even imagine what it's like coming out of school today with a house payment without a
2: house. Well, and the point he made, and it was a good one. Is not so many years ago the student loan industry was an industry, and uh, the students would apply, and they were private companies that decided uh, that this loan makes sense. Perhaps, perhaps one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for an art appreciation degree was not a <laughs> was not a wise investment on the part of the lender because they, someday they want to get their money back. Well, now the government's the lender. And, you know, and now the government's talking about forgiving the student loans anyway, so they're not really lenders, they're just handing money out, which, um, you know, I realize that the late night Hancock and Kelly is not going to get political, so let me just say this, Uh, the whole thing is screwed up. Totally, about that? totally screwed up. All right. Now you were talking about the I elevator. have a bunch of young
3: people who work for me that uh yeah. with me. Yeah. Um and they are dealing You're with You're really laid
2: back in the in the evening, yeah, Kelly. I've noticed do. that he's got his feet up on the table. Well, we come in here in the morning, on Friday morning, and you know, we start off with overtime, and Debbie Monterey is positing a question, and Michael's got the veins popping out of his neck there, uh-huh. and he gets all exercised, he's talking about he's a loser, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but but tonight. <laughs> it's it's the mellow Kelly. it is a far more relaxed it's, Kelly. it's I mean the, it's late night John in no socks on and he's got no his, he's got his feet up on the I never wear socks. Uh, which I'm sure is not company policy but there do you wear there. socks no, no I do wear socks
3: no matter what do you ever go sockless uh, no you don't even have a pair of slip-ons you wear around the house my shoes shoe
2: stink. And oh, you have sweaty feet. I, yeah. So, I mean, if I wear it. doesn't I, happen. I used, to have a, I used to have a pair of moccasins. I loved them. They're very comfortable. I'd slip them on in the morning. And then after about two weeks, they, they smelled like the sewer. <laughs> and and so <laughs> you can't, you know, you, you can't have a sewer smelling shoes laying around the closet because it begins to permeate everything. That, your shirts, your pants, your suits, your ties, everything. And so uh, I have decided that my lot in life. Is to wear socks. And when yeah. I wear socks, uh, my shoes don't All right, stink. so here's the little so secret. I, your shoes have got to be. See, well, uh, got this, I wear these little, little booty little, socks, little but booty you can't socks. see them. Yeah, uh-huh.
3: When You put them on, so uh-huh. those are what I wear all the time. All
2: right. I, but I, my, my my feet don't really sweat. I could have gone all day without knowing about your booty socks,
3: but I, my feet
2: don't sweat. Well, good, it for sounds you, like Michael. you have sweaty feet. I, everything sweats on me. i mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you got, I got mouths to feed. You know, you're just worrying about yourself out there. I got, yeah, uh, I got a wife. I feed I you, kids. I feed you. Yeah, you do feed, you fed me tonight, yeah, a little Bartolino. Uh, so, but listen, to all this. Of so that is to say, this morning, I, I do wear socks.
3: This go morning, I had to run downtown to go to a meeting, okay. And so uh, I live in a building in the West End, so yeah. I go over to get on the elevator and yeah. push the down button. Because you're on the uh, uh, third whatever, floor. You're no, a little higher than that, but fifth floor. Yeah, there you go. So I'm getting getting ready to get on the the uh, the elevator, and there's people coming from a floor above me. Here they are, and it's a lady and her dog. A lady and her dog. So her dog that the. the the door opens, the dog looks, and, and I mean, this dog has this joyous look. It is it a little dog, Big A dog? little bitty one, bummer, oh, maybe. A little like a, oh, a, like a rat. Yeah, almost. and it looks at me with mm-hmm. this, like, lovely, uh, its whole little body is shaking. Can't yes, it's, it's making the all these noises. Out. So yeah. there I am in my mask. I said to the lady, hey, good morning, what a cute dog, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So now the elevator door starts to close. Let, and, me,
2: let, me, let me hold on, stuff right yeah. here. So... Good morning. What a cute dog. Did you get a date out of this? No. Oh, right. uh, this is my building. Right. Okay. I don't, I'm not going right. to do okay. that. All right. Go ahead.
3: So there I am. I, I, I'm i talking to the um, lady and uh, the dog, you know, I said good morning and the dog's going crazy. Then the door shuts. Yeah. And the dog's nervous. It's just like yeah. staring. Well, and then all claustrophobic of a sudden, all of a sudden we hit the ground floor. The door yeah. opens again and yeah. the dog is like, and I started to think, what must it like be like to be a dog on an elevator? Like, think about it. Do you, do they un- understand the concept of going up or, and going down? Probably not. Yeah, but every time the door yeah. opens, this little dog is like, oh my gosh, this is a whole new world. This is the greatest box in the whole world. It's like Captain
2: Kirk being transported from the Starship Enterprise over right. to the planet Zircon. Yeah. yeah. Right. And by the way, he went to space this week. Yeah, he did. William Shatner. Another topic. So the, so the dog... <laughs> Uh, your your contention is that the dog appreciates the fact that the door well, what do closing is on one floor. Do you think, do you on think
3: the floor? dog understands the no. concept of going up no. and down? And no. so, do you think when the dog gets in the box
2: every day, it's like, oh
3: my gosh, what's going to be on the other side of this no. door this time?
2: Uh, uh, no, no, I do. The dog has no concept of any of it.
3: How do you know that the the dog, John, your dog, Gus? Yeah. You don't see Gus for a week. Yeah, you go. You're on a business trip. You're right. in Washington D.C. Yeah. You're with me. You come home. Twenty five minutes. Yes. Yeah. And and Gus is just so thrilled to see you. Well. He he remembers you so well. <laughs> Getting line, Gus. Now just imagine being.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the case. Just where... <laughs>
3: imagine being this little ten pound fur ball, and the door opens up, yeah. and there's this goofy looking white guy yeah. that walks in. Me, yeah. yeah. with that's a mask you. on. Yeah. And then we go down one more floor, yes. and he's like, oh, my gosh, it's a whole another world and all these other people.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, the, the dog, I, I think you're wrong. The think- dog is responding to his immediate stimuli. And uh, having studied. No, you, a dog has a brain. Yeah, yes. And an it has memories. That's an excellent point, Michael. And it has memories. Uh, yes, it clearly does have memories. Uh, but. The dog is not appreciating the fact that the elevator is opening on a different floor and there are different stimuli I, in front of them. I,
3: I wonder if dogs understand the concept
2: of moving floor to floor. They don't. How, how can you even say that? Well, I've studied the canine species, and, and if you've taken any animal husbandry classes, mm-hmm. uh, you would know that the dog is uh, a sensory, um, principled sensory um, animal. And so they're taking in these sensory uh, impulses and images that are immediately around them, and they are responding to them in real time. They are not I'm, thinking. I'm still about, trying
3: to comprehend what the word "animal husbandry" well, means. Well, it sounds
2: like you're marrying your dog. No, it's a, it's a it's a term of uh, agriculture, and so. <laughs> So the dog does not appreciate the fact that no, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. Okay, so you don't think that so you think the
3: dog every time he gets in the box because he has memories is like who knows what's going to be on the other side this time. The the dog is
2: not. The dog is not thinking about. The dog is not asking himself questions in his brain. He's responding to the. I don't know that other people are going to believe that. Well, I'm, I can't help with, I can't believe for you, Michael. I can only tell you what I know to be true. The dog is not positing questions about what if. That's not a dog's, they are responding to whatever no. well, the, the immediate dog, stimuli right. is. And
3: Okay, so you don't think a dog, when it sees a human, doesn't think to
2: itself, what if this
3: is a bad one? I want to get away from it, blah, blah, blah. No. Now they have an animal instinct no. in them. Yes, they yes. immediately
2: know they don't like that person.
3: But you don't, they think, don't they think they comprehend?
2: It. No. No.
3: So you think when the dog gets into the elevator every day, yeah, it has no memory of oh yeah. I've been in this elevator every before moment, and every no. day
2: every moment is new. well. How
3: come your dog knows its favorite place to go uh, in the backyard?
2: Uh, it has a memory. Well, I you mean no, it's got a he's got a nose. Hmm. The dog has a nose in this, so the, the dog wrong. No, man. Well, I think I'm right about this.
3: 314 436
2: 7900 1 925 1120. About to be a great night. Feeling good tonight. Yeah. this is one hell of a night. Now, back to late night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Does your phone listen to you? I don't know. Nobody else does.
3: <laughs> Ain't that the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I've been obsessed with Van Morrison
2: lately. Van Morrison, yeah, I love his music. He's you like the, Van Morrison? Uh, yeah, um, the I'm, Irish. I'm I'm kind of acquainted, but I yeah. can't I can't name any particular Van Morrison piece. Well, we'll
3: we'll, we'll pull up like uh, Van Morrison into the Mystic. We'll listen to a little bit of that here in a minute. But uh, oh. you know, Van Matt Morrison, Pichesky he's an old, over here on the uh, yeah. working the computer screen. He's um he's an Irish singer, Irish and, uh, yeah. from the '60s, '70s. Yeah. You know.
2: Uh, he's now, since, his last name is Van Morrison, or his first name no, is Van? No, his first name is Van, and his and the second name, name is Morrison. Because if his last name was Van Morrison, he'd be Dutch. There you go. Yeah. Well, he's from Ireland,
3: okay. and so Van Morrison, he's most recently in the headlines because he's an anti-vaxxer, hmm. uh, and he doesn't believe in uh, that you should be mandated to have the vaccine to come to a concert. He and Eric Clotten
2: huh. have kind of huh. tipped. There he is. Van Morrison. We were born before the wind. Okay not familiar really it's very nice though lovely
3: so Van Morrison you keep that going he is um, he's in the uh, midst of doing a concert tour yeah so I've been listening to him on YouTube okay and so now my phone is sending me Van Morrison stuff like crazy Buy oh. tickets to this concert, oh. uh, you know. But I didn't do anything. It's just that I've been Your listening to him. Is
2: is keeping track of what you're doing?
3: Yeah, it does insurance. So I think it does. Do you ever talk about like if you and I had a conversation about White Castle right now? Yeah. I wonder if uh, you know my phone. Pretty Listen. soon, in the next 24 hours, I'll start getting White Castle notifications. But the phone's just sitting
2: here. Yeah, and it's listening to me. So that's what happened to me. With I Van will tell Morrison. you what's freaky. So I've got, you know, for my business, uh, I've got a P.O. box. Uh-huh. And my clients send me checks to the P.O. box, so once every six months. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I frequently go to the P.O. box. And so I, I pull in there, and I, I go to the P.O. box. I open it up, and hopefully there's a check in there. And then I come back to my car, I look at my phone, and it says six minutes to home. <laughs> and i'm thinking how does it know that i'm going to schnucks yeah i mean you know but it it tells me uh, that's crazy yeah that's cra- and oh this just reminds me traffic's going to be light on highway 40 so from my, here to your house. so my mom god rest her soul i used to go to my mom's every sunday to do the laundry you know just kind of check in and uh, and once a week but it was on, always on sunday And my phone knew that I was going to my mom's. And I'd get in the car on Sunday afternoon, and it would say, you know, 22 miles to blah, blah, blah. That is spooky. I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, I don't like it, but I do. Can you turn it off? Well, I don't like it, but I do.
3: You know what I'm saying? Like, let me, honestly, it was kind of informative the couple of times it stopped me and said, hey, you're going to meet John Hancock. Uh, Traffic is light on Highway 40. Uh, should take you 21 minutes. My phone will say that if yeah. we have a meeting scheduled. Right. So I don't like that my phone knows that you and I have a meeting. But you like that it knows the traffic. And it tells me how long it would take me to get there. Huh. So there's a certain aspect of it that, like, look, I don't like the fact that I was sitting in my house listening to YouTube and listening to Van Morrison. Van Morrison. And now every advertisement I'm getting on my phone, which was not the device I was using, uh, is Ooh. now feeding me on my Facebook feed, it's feeding me Van Morrison tickets. That's another On thing. my music uh, apps, it's feeding me Van Morrison music, which I don't mind.
2: So you're telling me that mm-hmm. you're watching Van Morrison on your television with the YouTube app. Yeah. And your telephone has picked up on that, and your telephone...
3: Is now sending me Van Morrison ad- ads. Huh. Yeah, now on my that... telephone and my Facebook feed telling me he's going to be at Caesars Palace in October... Blah, blah, blah. Now, uh, Van Morrison, I don't know about you, but I, I have a couple of artists that I wanted to go see. Chuck Berry, for instance, was somebody I wanted to be able to see. Yeah. I've seen the Rolling Stones. I've, right. saw, I've seen Paul McCartney. Uh, right. you, you have your list. I'd love to hear it. But um, Van Morrison's on that list for me of people I want to go see. And so it's just interesting by listening to Van Morrison at my house on my uh Television. Now my phone is feeding me the tickets to go see Van Morrison. I haven't Googled to look good and see where Van Morrison was going to be playing.
2: So let me ask you this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm driving in my car right now. Yeah got the phone sitting on the seat. I've got the dial, as I always do, tuned to 1120 KMOX. And out through the speaker of my phone is this song, Van Morrison. Will my phone in my car pick up the sound from Van Morrison on KMOX, and start telling me about Van Morrison concerts. Potentially. Huh. Potentially. Is that how that works, Matt? I mean, this younger generation, you know, Matt over well, here. Well, think
3: he's... about how, that, I mean, I don't like it, but I do, if you know what I mean. Like, I do I like, like the it. convenience of I don't it. Don't like anybody Because speaking. I got to tell you, I'm more tempted to get myself a Van Morrison ticket now because it's showing up in other places in my life, but rather than having to proactively do it. Now, I hate the fact that my phone has been listening to me and has done that. Right. But boy, it's awfully convenient.
2: Yeah, we never had these problems before we had these phones. Really? And, and at least for me, the phone itself is not that good. My well, phone, yeah. it cuts out all the time. I mean, well, it's ridiculous.
3: It is the most frustrating thing about the, the iPhone device is that it it has such capability. Yeah. You can film movies with it. Yeah, whatever. You can find traffic. You can't make a phone you call. Exactly. Yeah. But when you go by the zoo at the on the Highway 40... Your signal drops huh. when you go, you know, by the airport. You have a hard time. Or John, what most importantly, you had in that most important interview. Yes, you're talking to somebody. You're persuading them on something, and what happens? they are trying
2: to sell a client. Hello. Yeah, your phone your dies. phone dies. And I remember in the early days of the cell phone, I don't recall that ever happening. You know, when we had the little Motorola flip phones. Remember those guys? Yeah, I don't I mean, remember you that either. You couldn't go online. You couldn't do it. But you could make a phone call. And you could talk to somebody, and it would never drop, and, you know, it was a a phone. No. And now these things, they they do everything. They do too much. They tell you it's 17 minutes to your mother's house, but you can't make a phone call on them.
3: Yeah, well, my my phone is awesome because I can program my television right now sitting here. I can can record something on my television. But I'm telling you what, there is a better-than-not chance. In a four-mile drive to my house, if I were on the phone, my signal would drop. Yeah, yeah. Technology – it does tell me when Man Morrison's going to be playing in Las Vegas. Well, and since you, I've buddy. been listening to Van, I kind of like it.
2: So you'll go see him even though he's an anti-vaxxer? I mean, knowing your, Probably. your position I'm vexed. on... Uh, yeah,
3: I'm vexed. Is huh? there anybody you want to see before they die? Oh. Like Tina Turner would be on that list for me. Yeah. I know Elton John's on that list for you, right? Oh, huh? is Elton John on that list? Yes. When? When have you? Not, I can't believe a guy like you has never seen Elton John.
2: So <clears throat> I may have told this story before. But we were, Georgiana and I, we, we went and saw the Rocket Man movie whenever that, what was that, couple, three years ago. And uh, aside from a couple of scenes, uh, you know, we enjoyed the movie very much. And it was an interesting thing. And so I play the piano. So I, I went home and I got on, on the YouTube and I looked mm-hmm. at, um, let's see, it was Rocket Man. I looked at uh, Your Song. Uh-huh. And Tiny Dancer. And I learned them on the piano. And okay, I got to where yeah. I could really play these things, you know, and it was kind of fun. So and I was playing them every day and um, and really kind of digging it, starting to riff on them a little bit, and and uh, it was great. So and then I come to find out Elton John is coming to St. Louis. Did it show up on your phone? In 2020. No, I get this oh, ticket okay. uh, app thing. And so I'm thinking, wow, wouldn't it be cool, because I've never seen him, wouldn't it be cool to see... Elton John. Here he is now. Yes, I play this. Or I used to. Before I got there.
3: You sing It's it too? a little bit
2: funny. Uh, well, yeah. So, uh, my singing voice, not so good. So anyway, here's the t- that He's coming to the Enterprise Center. hmm Hockey so, Stadium. Yes. So I get on there, and you can look at your seat, you know, on the thing. And they got all the ticket levels. And, and we'd had that evening, Georgianne and I, had had a... A romantic dinner at home. Ooh, nice um, little filet mignon. Oh, little uh, fettuccine, medium rare. Medium rare. Medium rare. Little fettuccine on the side. Some, I believe it was asparagus. Yeah, um, just perfectly done. You can smell for days after. <laughs> and and, and uh, there we were. It was probably nine thirty. I think you're omitting
3: something you might have also had.
2: I'm feeling. Uh, Feeling pretty good, Michael. Do you have a little liquid courage? Uh, we had a bottle of wine. Yeah, right. The you night, go. And uh, here come the Elton John tickets. And I'm looking there on the app and picking up my seat. And, they, you know, you got the $130 tickets. I thought, well, it's kind of far back there. And then you can go to the front of the thing and you get the $300 tickets. And, but then I saw the club tickets. Mm-hmm. All inclusive. Ooh, Food. They serve you. Cocktail. They, 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 all the, uh, everything you can drink. Cracker yeah you're, you're right up there and it's private and you're overlooking the stage. I could see from uh-huh. the app that I could see right down on Elton John's you, head right You there. bought the big one, right? I bought the big one. That a boy. Ridiculous. That a boy. I've never spent more money for tickets awesome. in my life. How was the concert? So, very upset with myself the next morning. I said, I can't believe I spent that kind of money on it. Yeah, I so I figured well it'll be a night we'll oh, remember. Treat. And then nice treat. and then the pandemic hits. Oh. Elton John's coming in 2020 they said. I bought the tickets. They say, "Well, he's not coming." I thought, "Hallelujah." Amen. I get my money back. <laughs> the money and... that I should never have spent in the first place is coming back, but no. No. They said Elton John is coming. It's it's, it's almost like the Bible. He's coming back. And uh, and, and, and so they won't give me my money back. I said, okay. And then they announce. He's coming again. He's coming in 2022. Can't believe it. And so, okay, Fine fine. I have no idea where this ticket is, by the way. It's somewhere on my phone, I guess. Uh, I'm sure if I ask the phone. (laughs) And then he fell down and broke his hip or something. Yeah, It's unbelievable. He's delayed again. So we don't, I mean, you know, by the time Elton John gets here and I spend my $1,000, uh, he might be yeah. like eighty six. So he's on your list, though. Uh, apparently, he's yeah. on the list. All right. okay. I digress. I'm sorry about
3: that. No, well, we were talking about your list of people that you'd like to see. Yeah. You know, Van Morrison's on my list. I wish I had an opportunity to see Tina Turner. Yeah? Um, uh, I guess maybe Madonna. Not really. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see Michael Jackson back when I was a kid. You did? And, yeah, but I kind of regret that I didn't get to, but... Mm-hmm. I don't even think. I, what did he come to St. Louis like once? I think
2: his entire career. George Ann broke into his hotel in Kansas City. To Michael Jackson? Yes, my wife. What? What happened? <laughs> That's a, well, we got to take a break. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't, but we do. Because right. I mean, there's stuff going on. Come back and find Michael out Kelly, about Michael Kelly, John Hancock. We'll hear about my wife, wife breaking career. into Michael Jackson's room after this on KBLA. <laughs> 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 wow. Oh, they're blue.
3: I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this.
2: Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Were you a Michael Jackson fan? No. I love them. Really? Uh, No. I mean, even when I was a kid, and they were kids, and they were singing ABCs, these, these, one, two, three, they had the cartoon on Saturday morning. I didn't watch it. Really, I did watch Fat Albert, but I did not watch the well, Fat uh, Albert was uh,
3: who who was Fat Albert? That was That's Bill Cosby. Cosby yeah.
2: yeah, but you never there saw you, the Jackson. You you, but you never got into Michael Jackson. Never huh? did, never mm-hmm. did. No. Uh, now, my wife, the lovely and talented Georgeann, yes, she was perhaps the biggest Michael Jackson fan ever. Really loved him, loved everything about <laughs> him. Still listens to his music today. Well, she was a big Motown fan. She loves all things Motown and. Uh, Her family's from Detroit, so maybe that's part of the whole whatever. So when she was, um, I guess, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, Mm -hmm. uh, she loved Michael Jackson. And so he was doing a concert in Kansas City. And her best friend, Kiki, across the street, uh, uh, Kiki's mom, took them to Kansas City to see the Michael Jackson concert. And Georgianne was a Michael Jackson fan, so, somehow or another, they found out the hotel where he was staying, mm-hmm. and she's good. I mean, my wife could have been a detective. I mean, she is. Really, she's amazing. I think most, most women means are that I, way. I can't get away with anything. But uh, so anyway, she she finds out where Michael Jackson is in the hotel. She somehow ascertains that there's a floor that you can't get to. Well, of course. Uh, the whole floor. It's yeah, off-limits. You have she to block the whole floor right. for a Michael Jackson. <clears throat> yeah. So she recognizes that that has to be where Michael Jackson is. So she and her friend get on the stairs. Now, obviously, this is before 9-11 and terrorism and you know, sure, blah, blah, blah. right. So uh, they they somehow make their way up to the floor where Michael Jackson is. Through the, yellow, or through the through stairwell. Through the stairwell, yeah, okay. And uh, and they're going down, and they put their little ears against the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, every room, and they're listening, and they're listening, and they come across a room, and there's a cartoon playing. And it's, uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a cartoon. <laughs> and she says, she thinks, this has to be Michael Jackson's room. Mm-hmm. So she knocks on the door. Michael Jackson You're answers kidding. the door, and uh, and yes, yes, wow. And then they get whisked away and and taken out, you know, and uh, thrown out on the street. There. did he uh, say hi to her or anything? Uh, or? He he was. I think he did say hello, and that was it. And then and then when the security was, whoosh, was like, "What the heck is away. going on yeah, here?"
3: Yeah, she didn't get like busted by the
2: police, no, did she? no. They went to the concert the think next night about that. And uh, but but how brilliant must she have been? To know, as they're listening to the doors, that when she hears the cartoon playing, that that yeah. must be Michael Jackson's room. Huh. And sure enough, it was. Most women in my
3: life are, are like the smartest detectives. Yeah. Like, they can... Uh, I have a friend of mine um uh, who's... It's a mother of a buddy of mine that I yeah. grew up with. Yeah, yeah. This lady, if we brought a name up and we came home like, oh, I hung out with this new guy, John Hancock. Yeah. The next day... She would know everything about that kid, John even, Hancock, even before the he Google. did,
2: blah, blah, blah. The good well, thing about me is I'm very hard to Google. Uh, you know, there's
3: well, a million of us. Well, there. most people think you're probably calling to, you know, get them to invest money with them or right, something. Isn't exactly. that what John
2: Hancock does? Yeah, well, it's uh, the insurance company.
3: Yeah. How did you think they got licensed to use his signature for the insurance so, company?
2: So, interesting story that mm-hmm. um, He had no kid. Well, he had two children. They died in adolescence. So, when John Hancock died... Uh, the former governor of Massachusetts. He was the first president of the United States under the Articles of Confederation. Bet you didn't know that. I, I did. Oh. You've told me. He was the president of the Continental Congress of the United States. And so um, he died. He left no heirs. And it was a name that was known. And no one had ever copyrighted the name. Right. So the insurance company... Took the name; it was up there for grabs. They copyrighted it and went into business as John Hancock Insurance. So none of his heirs ever got out. He or, didn't have heirs, and so his signature,
3: yeah, is still being used by that insurance company oh, yeah. today.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's over the it's over the left field, the Green Monster there in Boston at Fenway Park. You'll see John Hancock. There
3: has to be heirs who've figured it out now and gone well, back to try to litigate. That, I mean, Take
2: myself for example. Yeah, uh, I mean, lots of us cousins out there, but uh, well, you had no you're, direct descendants.
3: Your name John is a family name, though, right? Aren't no. you named after somebody? No. Did they know when they named you? They were naming you after one of the most well, unless, famous unless names unless in the my, world.
2: Unless my parents were incredibly stupid, they knew exactly. Well, that, that's why I asked if it was a family <laughs> no, name. It's like not they a were naming name. you after no. cousin John or brothers. It was, so it was my cousin. So, uh, well,
3: so my <laughs> mother. He just said it wasn't a family name. It is it, in fact it's not a family, family name. name.
2: No, let me tell the story All right. since you asked i wasn't going to tell this but right. since you asked uh my mother and her sister tatsy mm-hmm. aunt tatsy uh aunt tatsy was a i bet she, she was a ball of fire she was a marvelous woman was she a ball of fire uh, yes she she, was would a she take a nip with you uh, she was I mean, aunt tatsy was tough and so <laughs> so aunt tatsy my mother's younger sister uh-huh she had four children my mother at that point had two and, and Totsie's youngest son, and uh, by the way, Totsie's last name, uh, she married a man named Tim Kennedy. And so they had a son born in 1962, and they named him after the president. John. John Kennedy. They mm-hmm. were big Democrats, uh, yeah, Totsi smart and people. Tim. Yeah. So John Kennedy was born in 1962, and I came along in 1964, and my mother, not to be outdone by her younger sibling, she's got John Kennedy... I'm having gum, I'm having John Hancock. And that's uh, that's pretty much that how it. That is the greatest yeah. story ever. Yeah. yeah, that's
3: how. Wow. It. Yeah. So, uh, when did you become conscious of the fact that your name was the name of somebody uber famous?
2: Oh, it was a teacher uh, teachers in grade school. Okay. You know, what have
3: do you ever have issues when you try to order a pizza? No. This is John Hancock.
2: Not anymore. I mean, I you know, I used to people look at, but you know, I think there's more of us around now. Yeah. I, I, there's a bunch of John Hancocks running around. Like, could you imagine if you're a girl
3: out there right now whose name is Taylor Swift and you're calling up Domino's? Mm. Yes, I'd like to order a pizza. You know, large pepperoni. Me and my girlfriends. What's your name,
2: Taylor? It is. Taylor it is. Swift. It is. A, it is a, I'll tell you the the other big issue because my son is is Junior, John Hancock Junior, mm-hmm. and that's really confusing. So um, you know, we get each other's mail and it's a it's a mess doing taxes and you know I, you wonder if it's worth it <laughs> to have a Junior. Um, oh
3: have you guys had mix ups where he gets
2: your uh, tax oh, returns and you so get his <laughs> He went to the bank one time and uh and he the teller's he's taking he's trying to take some money out of the bank you mm-hmm. know <laughs> 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 And the teller's about he and Johnny's probably 22 23 years old at the time and uh and the teller starts flirting with him Mm-hmm. Oh, da, 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 da. hey, Junior! How are you? <laughs> she was into my banking. Yeah.
3: <laughs> account. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the best. <laughs> 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 that's the best. So what are you gonna do? So not uh, that there's much there. No, I get it. Yeah. So Junior, does he like being Junior? Does, does everybody in the family call him Junior, or, or does he go by John? Or well, what?
2: according to my last Father's Day card, he does enjoy being Junior.
3: Yes. No. Uh, what What does the family call him when you're all together?
2: Johnny. Johnny mm. and you're John. I'm John. Yeah, I was Johnny until uh, he came along, but now I'm John. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: really? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny I'm, how I'm all Mikey. the little all the little nicknames when you first get married they kind of dissipate over time. Yeah. Uh, we had some good ones. So.
3: <laughs> did, did you? <laughs> I'm not going to share on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> nicknames that like family would call you. And no, stuff? my wife and I. Oh yeah, I bet yeah. you guys did have some great. Oh, no, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yes. We're going to do this for. More well, hours. that's
2: what they tell us. And you have uh, skillfully put together a, a list of topics that unrivaled in the annals well, of radio history. Listen, we're, you and I are going to get out of here. Yeah. And I'm going to get a little coffee. We got some news.
3: Oh, a little coffee. That sounds good. And then we're going to come back after the news and continue our
2: evening. If, folks, if you could see these topics that late I'm night. gazing upon here, you would be absolutely amazed. With Hancock. The mind of michael kelly has come up with kelly you're welcome to join us
3: 436-7900-1800-925-1120 we'll see you
1: listen to every mlb game live the
3: deep left center field it is high it is
2: far it is god
1: stream minor league affiliates
2: the midwest league home run leader